I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Smashbox TV's podcast 459's After Show. Well, I'm going to come in. Great question. Right off the bat. For oh, you, I love it. I love it. Bring it on, Terry. I'll tell you the right answer. <laughs> that I would not bet on. Uh, Maybe this one I will. Some faith, Terry. A little faith. You've known me for longer than Evan Scott or Evan Smith has been alive. <laughs> yeah. This yesterday. I, I, I clicked on the Reddit's. Which is currently down right now. And it said to me, well, first of all, I get some Reddit alert, probably just because the app's on my phone. And every once in a while, it sends me all of these updates. Uh, people follow you, people, well, things like so, that. Uh, uh, thread updates, right? Oh, sure. So if you if you made a comment, somebody else. But I don't. And that's the thing. It's like, it's just it's projecting. It's guessing. It's saying, hey, you might like this this oh, Reddit yeah. thread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's yeah, yeah, something yeah. that's been said. Or it's probably something that's, you know, highly trending or whatever. I get that occasionally. Right. I get one of those. I feel like almost every day. And then most of the time I try not to click on it because I'm like, I don't want to reinforce your bad behavior. Quit sending me this stuff. You can, I don't really care about any other thread. And I, think, I know I could probably just unsubscribe to their little update that they're sending yeah, me. You could turn but I off. somehow I clicked on something. And next thing you know, I thought to myself, you know, I don't go out there often. Kind of like Twitter. Uh, even less than, though. I'll go ahead and the one Reddit thread I do subscribe to, of course, is our disc golf. I don't subscribe. And I, unsu- I, I literally unsubscribe to it. I still go and visit it once in a while, but I unsubscribe because I couldn't deal with it. Okay, so I went to it, but I didn't get very far because it said this community is private. It, and I'm like, wait, I subscribed to it. I, I, nope. I think I'm logged in. You are? But it didn't let me see anything. Nope. And Blackout. after being considerably frustrated, I had to then like Google it to figure out what the hell was going on. So why don't you explain to the world what I was experiencing? So... There is a subthread blackout or a thread, I don't say a subthread, a channel blackout for Reddit right now. I believe 
from the 12th, I think it's the 12th, 13th, and 14th. I believe those are the days. I think it was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Does that sound right? Something sure. Like, something like that. Yes, sure. yep. More or less protesting the changes Reddit is making to their what's called their API. So that mm-hmm. is their information that third parties can access. Reddit, for a quick breakdown, Reddit wants to go public. So they, mm. they, they want to go, you know, they want to get that, that sweet, sweet stock deal action. Mm. And in order to do that, they need to show profitability. These third parties that are using their data are not paying a lot of money to do so. Mm. The API was very cheap. And so what they did then is they turned around and said, okay, cool. Guess what? We're going to make it not cheap anymore. Mm. Like, 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 Way more expensive. Like way more expensive. Okay. To the point where uh, the one, one of the most popular third-party Reddit viewers was going to go from I forget, I forget the exact number, what they were currently paying, ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars a year, to like well over a million dollars. Oh, jeez. And like, so that's. It's huge. It's a huge, it's a huge difference. And the funny part is Reddit is like, yeah, but we're still cheaper than Twitter, which is really funny. And it's, it's whole thing. And again, it's because Reddit wants to make money and they don't, they can't sell ads against usually against third party. Mm, They charge them for the data, but they can't also charge them. They also can't give They also don't do ads for those. Instead, the third parties get ads. The third parties do subscriptions. And so these, these third party, viewers now are more or less all getting shut out. Mm. And one of the things that Reddit has been built upon for years and years and years is the community, 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 community. You never, you can't hear it enough on Reddit. Well, now it looks like more or less Reddit is kind of saying, cool, cool story, bro. We're, uh, this is going to blow over and we're still going to get whatever money we're going to get. And we're going to go public. The, change to private from all these APIs actually crashed Reddit for three hours. I think it was yesterday or maybe it was early this morning. Mm. I forget exactly, but that is more or less the, 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 the quick and dirty of why r slash disc golf is currently locked out and you cannot get to it because I thought the same thing. I didn't think anything of it Monday. I was, you know, I, I sat, went into work and I typed in disc golf and like I started typing in like D I S C and it had all these other ones, but not disc golf. I'm like, well, that's weird. And I went, I just went to it then. And it, it told me the same thing. I was like, oh, good for them. And I forgot. I think I'd read sometime last week that they were going to participate in this. I mean, so uh, what's hmm. happening now, though, is channels like uh, our disc golf for threads, uh, like yeah. our disc golf, they are effectively operating uh, in, in some that's essentially a protest. They, yes. They've set, they've set what the the thread to some form of private so that no no one can see it anywhere. It's yes, that's essentially what it is. Yep. They more or less shut down and said, "Cool, we're not we're not doing anything." Hmm. Uh, yeah, there, there's a great article out on the Verge, which is one of my favorite websites. It's a tech related website for the most part, a little bit of culture, but mostly tech. And they have a uh, an interview with this guy named Christian Seelig who runs. Uh, Apollo, which is one of the more popular third-party apps, and he's more or less said, "Yeah, I'm I'm not going to charge my users way more for my app in order to be able to make up that much money because it would be charging them like ten, fifteen, twenty bucks a month as opposed to the the 
like the ten dollars a year he normally charges sure. them. Interesting. So will this will this have? Well, I, I I already know then the answer. This is going to have some ripple effect, as did. Twitter with its takeover and whether it was a an influx and then a massive decrease and then there's just this constant pissing match no. as to I don't think so. You, I think Reddit's going to give them. You think because they'll, they'll cave? No, I don't think Reddit's going to cave at all. Oh, okay. I, I think that even I believe their CEO or CFO, I forget who it was, more or less was quoted as saying, "This will blow over." Oh, and they just think it'll be no big deal. I just think that they're going to be... Just like it, everyone thinks they're going to pay $8 for the Twitter verification. No, but I mean, and this goes back to old, old school Twitter from a decade ago. Twitter as well was built on with a bunch of third-party apps. TweetDeck. Um, Hootsuite. Yeah, yeah, Hootsuite. Yes. Damn it. Not Hootsuite. 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 All these, th- all these third-party apps that suddenly, a decade ago, you know, had built and helped build the Twitter community. And when Twitter got big enough, they more or less said, cool, cool. story, bro. We're shut for us to cash. We're in. shutting it down. And yeah. we're going to charge you X amount, a lot of money for it, which isn't as much as now. I think Elon Musk wants to charge for the API, but that's a whole different discussion. And they cut Twitter out. And it's the universal argument of building your business on the back of another business uh, as a third party to another business. I mean, you always, it's the same discussion we kind of had last week about Twitch. And I was saying how, you know, look what would have happened if the pro tour had built their Mm. industry around Twitch or even YouTube or something like that. Then you're at the whim of a third party. It's always best to have your own environment and for better or worse, I I don't want to see these third parties. I don't use them particularly, but I don't want to see these third parties get crushed, but they're going to, Reddit's a business. They need to make money. They are making money, but they want to make more money and more Who money. Who owns Reddit? Oh, God. Uh, I believe it's some sort of ooh, like a, a private private equity firm, I believe. Hmm. Let's type it in. Who owns Reddit? Advanced Publications, which is a Condé Nast so Condé Nast owns it. The same people who like own Vogue, I believe, and a bunch of other large, large organizations. Okay. Well, anyway, I couldn't get to to you disc golf. You couldn't get to it. So uh, you, I, I I always want to say Ian, and I know Ian was a a huge is or was a huge part of the Reddit community very early on uh, yeah. in the very early stages. I don't know that he's as actively involved uh, right now. That I don't know uh, one way or another, but that was my always my impression. But the 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 moderators over at Reddit decided, hey, we're going to participate in said mm-hmm. blackout. Yep, and they they I think they took a, a poll probably of a bunch of people that are on the Reddit on the thread and probably got their their opinion. Should we do this? And if a decent amount of them said yes, shut it down. Now the question is, you know, Reddit, you got dig. If for those of you who are really old internet, if you remember Dig and then Dig 2.0, which ruined Dig when then everyone went to Reddit, is this going to ruin Reddit when then everyone will go to a new place? The question is, what's the new place? It's the you can Why don't you same, write something up. Uh, it's not my thing. Um, same thing you could ask, and a lot of it is because Reddit allowed so much of their data to be imported by these uh, by the LLMs, which are the large language models, which are which run. The AI chatbots, ChatGPT, mm. Google Bard, um, all uh, 
all these other, whatever other ones that so much of the data now is just in these LLMs that you can just ask a question and they have an answer. So you don't need to search Reddit. Yeah. And so now one of the other things that Reddit is doing, they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. We're going to shut that spigot off and you want our data. You're going to get, you're going to pay for it. So that's part of this as well. And these smaller third party apps are kind of getting sucked into that because they don't want chat GPT. If you know, if, if you want to do a search, if I want to do something like, Hey, what's the best speed, eight ten disc or something. If I ask chat GPT, they don't want it to say like, Oh, according to Reddit, sure. you should be throwing this disc. They want you to go to Reddit so they can serve you an ad. Hmm. Eh, it's the internet. Have fun. Oh gosh. I like the internets. It sounds great. Carney Schill says, why can't I use a third party app for DGN? Uh, they don't support it. They don't support third party apps. Uh, which is funny. Cause I mean, not that they could, realistically technically right now they can't uh because they're on a vimeo platform but when they move to their own provider i suppose there is a way they could do that because they don't really serve you at or ads in the app they serve you ads in the video so i would never expect it to be honest they're the pro tour is going to want to put um have make sure you're signed in and all this other stuff it, it would be a nightmare and another thing they would have to monitor and troubleshoot and things like that i would never count on it and i don't blame them i, uh, I, I wouldn't want to do it either I, and i should have maybe even prefaced all of this questioning or, or uh thread <laughs> subject topic whatever with clearly i'm not a hardcore reddit user everybody has their preferred platforms mm-hmm. in which they've gotten really uh, acclimated to and or they grow or thrive in it obviously some people whether that's twitter whether that's reddit old like me, I guess, Facebook, whatever the case is, there seems to be your preferred platforms. And I occasionally dabble in the Twitter and Reddit. And it was, uh, I like probably Felix from Ace Run that just said, uh, it can be a a challenge out there and, or, um, just a lot of people getting really mad. And I just, obviously that's every single one of the platforms. It's just how do you interact with it and how do you do it? And I just, I will never forget being told in like the 2015, 2016 timeframe, like Re- disc golf Reddit is the end all be all for all information, disc golf for everything that you should ever want to learn or know about disc golf. And I, all I remember thinking is somehow Ken Climo's won 12 titles without Reddit at the time. And somehow I've um, it's, branded myself as the disc golf guy with at that point, never logging on to Reddit. And I'm not dismissing the community. I'm just making it very clear that I'm usually kind of a lurker that that dips my toe in that water once in a while. And it's great. It's just well, not my preferred. Uh, I don't even want to say preferred. It's just not my most commonly visited. Reddit doesn't make news. Reddit doesn't break news. Reddit posts news. Reddit, if if you want a general temperature, there's a lot of people on the disc golf community in Reddit. If you want yeah, to, I think ge- it was like 230, 250,000. Something like that. If you want a general feeling on how the public probably feels about a particular subject, Reddit is a good place to go. Mm. You can look at, you know, almost everything is posted there. If Terry Miller decides to, you know, win an event and it's posted on Reddit, you could get a general feeling on what people probably think of Terry Miller. Mm. Well, that's you, not a good idea. No, probably not a good idea. <laughs> uh, but you would, ju- that's what I use Reddit for. I look at it every once in a while. There's a decent conversation out there, but for the most part, 
you go out there just to kind of get the feeling of what mm. the public feels. That's how I that's how I use Reddit in general. You know, it's it's fine. I okay. I, I, I don't dislike Reddit. I prefer like <laughs> I like Discord and then Twitter and then Reddit. Mm. That's 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 those are my particular communities. I had a huge conversation today with somebody. It was friendly, even though we kind of disagreed, but it was still a friendly conversation about baskets and spit putts and mm. like where the best place to hit a, to hit the basket is, you know, the, the discussion was where do you aim and where do you hit? You know, I said the, you know, if you had a heat map of the basket of, of the best places to hit the center won't be the brightest red. It'll be just off center. I think we talked about this last week. Oh, we did. And, and then he was like, yeah, but everyone aims at the center. I'm like, yeah, well, that doesn't necessarily mean because his cons, his idea was the center is the best place to aim because if you're off a little bit, you're more likely to still make it. I said, that doesn't just because that's the best place to aim doesn't make it the best place to catch. And that was our going back and forth about how, you know, how the baskets are made and DGPT, if they're going to have a universal basket, it was just a very long <laughs> pointless thread. We went in circles and circles, but that was a fun because it was just usually one or two people in a discussion. I think actually there was probably four of us in there just going off on discord about, about that. And I enjoyed that because I had a slow day at work today, but mm. it, uh, I, that's a great place to have a conversation to me is discord. I, you would never do that in, in Reddit. You would, you, you wouldn't do that on Twitter. It's just, it's different, different strokes for different folks. All right. Well, speaking of your day at work, my day at work today, partially, involved visiting the Wisconsin Lions camp. I quickly touched on this last week, and then I forgot that it was actually today after our podcast. But, uh, yeah, I had the pleasure. I went up to central Wisconsin uh, last evening, stopped in with a good buddy of ours, actually played golf with John Turlap, stopped in with another good buddy, uh, Mike Schwieger, who's a good friend of ours, and uh, then ventured all the way up into the uh, Stevens Point, central Wisconsin, central waters for those that uh, care about their beer. It's in that general neck of the woods. But went to the Wisconsin Lions camp, who is a camp that's got a lake entirely to themselves, along with tons of cabins. And then they invite various groups and organizations to come in and then be part of, host their camp, whether it's for a week or two or whatever. They host it there at this facility. And this week I had the, well, this week is when the Epilepsy Foundation of Wisconsin is there. They are, I learned today that they're also, they always book their week along with an organization that helps um, uh, visually impaired uh, campers from a totally different organization, but they they purposely align themselves uh, each summer with that group. I, they, they've got a longstanding relationship with them as well. Uh, so today I had the pleasure. I th- I think the youngest was in the uh, nine or ten area, and I think the oldest was maybe sixteen. I think he was the max uh, age he could be there. Uh, so I had about thirty. 30-ish. It was going to be 32. I think it was a few less than that, but ultimately had two different groups this morning uh, that I got to instruct disc golf to. And uh, everybody got a mid-range, uh, a disc. Uh, I did something I've never done before, which in, in hundreds of demos is kind of surprising. I, I intentionally brought a ton of extra Sharpies and specifically found mid-ranges that were either factory seconds or had a large 
bl- relatively blank space. Now, every disc, every stamp is a little bit different, but tried to find some discs. Also had some tournament discs that had a ton of open space. And then we specifically took like five-ish minutes to have the kids get as creative and as colorful as possible. Oh, that's nice. Because there's nothing worse. And, and this is maybe a, maybe there's a pro tip here buried somewhere. It can be really frustrating for everybody that you you go do a demonstration for scouts, camp, whatever, it doesn't matter. And maybe you're only given three, two, three, four different colors of discs by a manufacturer, because that's what they sent you, and you have good discs that are, you know, whether they're, you know, baseline or or top of the line, doesn't matter, but you only have two or three colors. Then you have 20 kids running around and that they're... all have similar <laughs> colors. And, you know, you're doing various skills and drills and whatnot. So to have them really dedicate a full five minutes to personalizing the top of their disc, uh, it was actually great. And and for some of them, they enjoyed that more than playing, which I'm totally good with. It was great to see Uh, my favorite by far. There was one camper. uh, I had a lot of yellow discs in particular, but one camper who had grabbed a yellow disc and then with her Sharpies, created like a little it looked like a bunch of bees uh little bee tracks all around the disc it was absolutely awesome uh and she was like 13 or 14 uh or something of that nature and it was really cool to see so got to teach them disc golf gave them some basics there's a course there right did on you teach them a forehand roller yet <laughs> that was a, a, of course <laughs> before i even introduced myself i'm like guys before you walk out today, you're going to be doing this. <laughs> no, forehand roller was not. Okay. Uh, that didn't right. make the curriculum in my 30 minute, uh, 45 minute session, but it should have. I mean, that, I failed them. We just say it. Say I failed them. It's a week <laughs> Maybe two. Maybe they'll thing. come. Yeah, bring me back. That's a week uh, two. <laughs> uh, so it was cool. There's a course right there on, on site uh, that is a little bit probably too challenging for some of these campers in particular. But just the fact that there's literally an 18 hole course with multiple tees on this private property. Like you only That's can great. play there right now if you're a camper. And I think, how cool is that? So it's not even on new disc. How cool is that? And it's a good course. Uh, it just, it's absolutely awesome. And to me, as I posted on Instagram, it felt, and I've, I've been to this camp and I've been to dozens of other camps, but today it really just hit like, how full circle, because when I found disc golf, I was introduced to it by throwing regular Frisbees into red grocery baskets, the little handheld ones, at camp between 7th and 8th grade. And that's exactly where some of these students were, between 7th and 8th grade, and uh, for some of them. Now, it was also funny that one of my questions is how many people have heard of disc golf, and 8 out of 9 are raising their hand. How many have played disc golf? Eight out of nine or seven out of nine wow. or eight out of 10 are raising their hand. You and I both know you asked that the question decade, 10 years ago yeah. and one person's maybe heard of it. So uh, certainly things continue to move in the right direction, but uh, awesome experience. Uh, I'll do what I can to also, you know, continue helping with any, uh, I learned a little bit from some of the board members about uh, just epilepsy awareness uh, some of the products that are being uh, developed to help uh, with seizures and things. Uh, it was uh, it was incredible. So thank you. Uh, so if you see a few posts on on the uh, on the Instagrams or wherever, um, that's kind of the backstory to being up there again this weekend. Uh, they're gonna have a fundraiser in September, I think, here at the Milwaukee County Zoo. One of their big walks. Uh, 
You mm-hmm. know, they have a lot of different fundraisers to help things just like this camp. Um, I, I know they're going to have a couple different walks. They also have a, uh, a walk or they have a gathering yeah, and a walk every year at Pierce Park, which you and I are familiar with in the Appleton area. So all the different regions around Wisconsin. So pretty cool. Anyway, that was my super duper experience up there today and glad to do it. All right. I'm going to answer a couple questions on the board as Johnny's getting our Patreon people uh, kind of lined uh, uh, queued up for a giveaway here tonight. Uh, what really happened at band camp, Terry? I did not attend a band camp, but I did enjoy myself at any and all of the camps that I went to, which was just a couple of them. Uh, Robert Goyke out of Wisconsin. Not going to dox you, Robert, over there. Never mind. Uh, other than the 15 minute two question interviews on PDJ radio, do you know where to look for more information about board candidates? What a great question, I Robert. I heard there was going to be some follow up information on candidates that that uh i don't know if it's on the pdga page or what but i believe i saw nova Mm. post about uh, some follow-up questions that they were able to ask and i don't know if that's gonna be on the pdga or not yeah i think i saw a snippet of that as well um i i say it and i really do want to do more with those all any and all candidates honestly i really do i just don't know the logistically and i i do worry about a perceived favoritism in, you know, having it work with one or two candidates that they join me or us or whatever, but then not being able to catch up with the others. And, and maybe that's on them. Maybe that's on us. I don't know. As silly as that might sound it, I feel like it's a very all or nothing proposition to get it done. And I don't know if it's practical to get them all done. Yeah. But, so I just want to be transparent. That's where I stand. Yeah. Personally, from my perspective on the show, if we can't have them all, I feel like we should have none of them. How about, how about we get them all and we go back to our beloved COVID episodes and then we make them play uh quiz, <laughs> quiz, quiz, quiz show, quiz show. <laughs> yeah. We make them play some quiz games and then we see what kind of people they really are. By by the answers that they give. What were some of those? Uh, Quiplash. Quiplash. Is that was what one we... of them. Allie, my daughter, the other day said, have you ever played Quiplash? I'm like, yeah, from like a couple of years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's gone through a few iterations. They they do a couple different versions, but yes. <laughs> uh, so that kind of answers you, Bob. Kind of not. Uh, Daniel says, any late night recaps this week, Terry? There may or may not be. It's it's going to be. Are you going to be at the Bourbon Cowboy? Because Terry will give you a recap there, probably. Uh, it's it's going to be a little different scenario. It's it's officially confirmed. There was there's you know a little conversation about it, um, but it's officially confirmed. My fourteen year old daughter, Allison, fourteen. I always say fourteen, going on thirty. My my calmer, less wild daughter. Uh, Allison, the 14-year-old, is going to be joining me this weekend. She's uh, hopping in the car with me tomorrow. We're making the journey down a good 10-ish hours if we go the whole way. She's going to be joining me for the journey. And this, she's been to the Rocky Mountain Women's where she's competed and she's helped and been uh, around. She's been to a few. Has she ever done a car ride this long before? uh, Yeah, in in some vacations that I didn't drive to, but some vacations to Florida and Alabama and such. So she's been part of that. So the car ride's not as daunting to her as it is to Mackenzie, but she'll be joining me this weekend and uh, kind of an assistant when I'm out there on the course. So I'm looking forward to seeing how she processes it all. She knows what I do for a living. 
to what extent uh, she's going to find out when when we're doing a Tournament Central show in the morning, you know, the FPO round, Tournament Central, MPO round, so on and so forth. Uh, so with all of that, I don't foresee any uh, any late night um, recaps this particular weekend, but heck, maybe Allie will be my co-host and we do have some recaps. We'll We'll see how things go. That's what I'll say. Um, Luke, who is running for a board position out of Australia. I don't know if we can officially endorse him. We, we, let's put it this way. Luke was wearing a Smashbox TV shirt, I think in his PDJ profile. It's hard not to love that. I'm just saying, uh, he says there are additional supplementary questions that have been sent to candidates. Uh, Luke likes the idea of Smashbox Games Night. Uh, Fibbage and Quiplash. Uh, I don't know if we played Fibbage, but maybe we should. We might uh, have tried once. Quiplash uh, was always the more fun one for everybody because you get you got to vote on other people's clever answers. Mm, and okay, like an apples to apples or a yeah, we always yeah. card or yeah, like a yeah, and everything sexual always won. Yeah. That was uh, Spock or, or ripping on Smashbox. Spock Hazer uh, <laughs> says, "I heard there was a shooting after the Nuggets win, and the park where it happened is also a disc golf course." I can't confirm or deny. I, I heard nothing of that nature. I heard there was a a shooting that they say probably wasn't like a, wasn't. It, I believe it was some sort of drug related shooting. Is what I last heard. Mm. It happened to happen after. The Nuggets so it could win be completely unrelated. I believe they were together because of the Nuggets win, oh. but it was drug related. But oh. it had nothing to do with disc golf. It just happened, I think, at a disc golf park. I don't know. Okay, and the Nuggets did win in five, just as I called it. Oh, you are so smart. I only knew that the Nuggets were really, really good, and I gave uh, I gave <laughs> the Bulls or not the Bulls, the Heat, one win because you have to give somebody one win. Uh, I don't know squat about basketball. Tim says, is she going to help with driving? No, I, I, it's funny to think about that. It's, it's actually a little scary to think about that. She Two is years. 14, a year, 14, technically, not yeah. even like, I think you can get your temps now even earlier than we could. I think like the day I you turn 15, 15. Yeah. You get it when you turn 15. Yeah. And she's three months short of that. And last, last I heard, they don't even need to take a road test anymore. They do not. The parents can just a sign parent off. Can sign off on. Uh, Are you going to have your kid take a road test? Yes. Good. I think yeah. I am too. You you need to go through that pressure. You need to. I don't know what it's. We don't know what it's like in your state, but in at least in Wisconsin, uh, with COVID in the last few years, one of my nieces did this. Uh, they they did give the option that you're basically a parent could. Um, say, yes, I officially sign off on my son or daughter meeting the requirements and or, you know, I guess in some way you're like legally saying I've, um, yeah, I'm signing off on them being okay to drive. That is, from what I was just told, that continues to be the case, but they're also bringing back, have brought back road tests um, so that it could be one option or another which is wild. But yeah, um, I believe the second she turns 15 now, though, she'll be able to get her temps. Mm-hmm. And I thought we had to be 15 and a we half, be, right? We did, we did have to be 15 and a half. Okay, so now that she turns she turns 15 in October, four, four did months. You go, did you go to TriStar? 
for your yeah, of course okay. we all had to well, there's like sears. two of them it was yeah. that one or sears <laughs> oh yeah right next to tom's driving right oh yeah, yeah. Well, you go to tom's driving every break yeah go get yourself i almost went there last cares. night that's another story oh, uh, oh. up in the fox cities mm. uh so no she won't be helping drive but i did think of that and i thought oh man we're driving to kansas like if there's anywhere that I'd feel safe letting her drive for the first time, it's some of those interstates open in the roads. middle of the day. Yeah, yeah open But roads. she will not. She will not. She may help me draft up uh, press <laughs> press uh, conference questions. Maybe when she's in the passenger seat, we can uh, she can type up press related questions. That's a great idea. Uh, while we're while we're driving, we'll have plenty of time. Uh, Ohio required a full driver's training course. Okay. Uh, only three months until Terry has until Terry has a designated driver. That's not really a big concern of mine or a problem uh, of mine. I, I I'm not usually in that position. So, but I guess in theory, well, not really because because in order for her to come get you at a a bar, I think she, at least at that point she would have she'd have to be have her full license. Mm-hmm. And plus, I don't think you can be. I'm actually pretty sure I can't be intoxicated. Well, as long as she's underage, you can, I don't believe you can be. Yeah, I, I wouldn't assume. So if she's 15 and a half and has her temps or 15 and has her temps and I'm the lone person in the car, I myself, I think that would defeat the purpose. It I'm, would. It would. If somebody's, I'm sure right now there's a parent out there that is blitzed and is thinking it's great. But I don't think legally that's that's the way that you should be going. Uh, from a legal perspective, uh, GPO Studios says when I was that age, Ohio required uh, under eighteen to take a driver's ed to get their license and take the road test. And we taking had, classes paid for themselves with the insurance discounts, though. Yeah, that's. I mean, when we were younger, we had to take a driver's ed class. Yes, and then take a road test. Yes, yes, all of that as, as well. Now, I don't believe we got any sort of insurance discount because we. Were, you have you to. Required, You're yeah, required. You're required to have insurance. So, um, and he also uh, they say also couldn't get our temp permits till we were 15 and a half. Same here. Yeah, that's the way we were, but now it's straight up 15, which is crazy. And it is interesting because my daughter, I'm, I'm okay with 15 versus 15 and a half. It's I just, mean, they can't drive without a parent anyway. So my daughter is going to be one because her birthday is in October. Is going to be on the somewhat older side of her class, uh, which will be. Just different feelings and pressures. I mean, my my best friend, my uh, when I was at that age, was a full year and two days older than me. His birthday was on August second. I'm on the fourth, but he was a full year, and we were in the same grade. So that was great. Once Paul got his license, it was him and I everywhere. Uh, if you can still spin a disc on your finger, you ain't drunk. Ah, no, I've seen a lot of drunk people spend. Spin uh, discs on their fingers, and I'm not naming any Germans uh, that have trick shots. Uh, <laughs> should the rough be changed so players can't have a run up? Um, the, the rough be changed though. So, like, like, so defined more or less. I think should we be defining fairways, which would be very difficult to do. I believe. Yes, and, and nearly be- impossible. On a lot of courses, on, on a lot of courses, it would be nearly impossible to define an actual fairway and then off the fairway you wouldn't get a run up now as cool as that would be i don't think it's logistically possible in in our current state of disc golf because we i mean look at zootown open this past week how do you do that on a mountain course 
I don't think it's possible. Now, you could argue that there are spots like hazards where a player couldn't have a run-up. I don't necessarily love that. But, I mean, it, it's, it's, a, it's a thought. But not for me. Yeah, I, I continue to think about, you know, obviously jump putting is, is always part of a conversation. Follow-throughs, all those types of things. I feel like it's going to be really hard for us to adopt some of those scenarios that would drastically change the entire, like if you had a 600 foot hole and, and you're, I'll just say you're playing MA2 and you throw 275, which is great or MA3, whatever you throw 275 and you're saying on your second shot on a 600 foot hole, you're not allowed to run up. I, again, I know I'm just like picking out some random examples, but that that sounds first of all, it sounds miserable, and that's just a complete that's just a completely game of disc, different disc, game of disc golf mm-hmm. to it, me. It, it it would be very different. Yeah. I am more along the lines of. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Changing jump putt rules first, which I don't think would have as dramatic of a impact impact than I would be to say, you know, eliminating run ups or something like that. I, I I do believe. Well, Adondo says eliminating outside the circle jump putts will be the first one to go. Yeah, o- outside which circle? Circle any one. circle any jump putts. Here's what I think. I don't think we're. I don't think we should or will probably ever quote unquote change circle one. Yeah. I don't see it getting redefined. I don't mm-hmm. see it getting. Um, and circle two is just made up by UDISC. You, correct. Like that. That's not, that's that ain't nowhere in. Yeah. The, in nowhere the rules. in the rules. You is a 66 meter or, or I'm sorry, 66 foot or, or 20 meter reference made anywhere in the rule book. Yeah. That was a, I believe a Steve Dodge invention. Steve and, and, and or U disc. Yeah. Correct. Uh, for, for the disc golf pro tour, which obviously has caught on just as a reference, but it, it's so much, as we've always said, it's so much more difficult to determine if you're 55 versus 65 away than if you're 28 versus 35. It's just, you're so much further away that I think the distance is, it would take a long time for us to really get that zoned in. And, and it, and just almost impossible without literally having a rangefinder, which we have now. So you could 
you could tag it off and be like, oh no, I'm I'm 62.5 feet away. Yeah, I'll read a few more things on the board. Uh, Carolina Chainbanger says, when I first started playing, I thought any shot after the tee shot had to be standstill. I mean, and if you practice that, you probably very quickly uh, uh, push forward and uh, enhance your standstill throwing capabilities. I mean, that might have been a a funny blessing in disguise, depending on how much you honed in on that skill set or how quickly it was before you were corrected, but... I, I mean, I could understand somebody not necessarily knowing better or having some kind of golf background and just making that assumption. I could see how someone could arrive at that. Uh, but I, I do not in any world want to see that become an actual no. policy. It just, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't care for that. Um, Ben says, have a dude with a jackhammer. Okay. Uh, Ryan Pilcher, hope you're doing well. Ryan says, what if disc golf courses instead of sand bunkers, there were water bunk- bunkers, one to two feet deep water. No penalty, but it would be pretty hard footing to have to run up. You might. I think, I think that's dumb. Ouch. Oh, full disclosure, Johnny knows Ryan personally. I do. I know Ryan personally. You called him a dumb, dumb. Man. I did not call Ryan. I said, I think the idea is dumb. <laughs> now, putting sand is different. Just because putting water, you're... you're, you're walk in and get your i don't understand the concept is it's harder to walk or run through water but now suddenly it's like oh cool i gotta take off my socks and my shoes and get in or i just get in and i have wet feet Meh. like you're penalizing now someone for the next rest of the day because they threw one bad shot that's why i think this is dumb now sand on the other hand where it's you're not really you know it's it's tougher to run through it's or letting grass grow really high but again this is all reliant on us having our own courses because yeah. you can't put us you know emporia country club isn't going to let you put a new sand bunker in where we want as as great as that is it's like no right in the middle of hole one about 450 feet i want a big sand bunker and they're gonna look at you and go no <laughs> get bent <laughs> so I, I i i like kind of the concept ryan i just don't like the idea of water it just that that part doesn't do it for me, but the, what would happen is, you know, Ryan says, that's the penalty. Now your feet are wet. (laughs) Yeah. I just think most people would take off their socks and shoes or you're, everyone's gonna start wearing those shoes like Eagle wears and that slide on and off. And then you'll just take them off. All right. Spock uh, says, I'd like circle two to just be the green and no stepping or jumping on the green. Two putts in pars and golf or reach the green regulation. Yeah, so you're essentially saying you'd like, in so many words, you'd like circle one and its rules to be applied all the way throughout circle two. And I I guess what I would say to that is I look at, there's just so many instances where our green might not even be circle one distance in the first place. And so... I don't know that I'm worried about how deep circle two is. I, I guess those are unrelated, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried about that at all. I, I'm, I'm just trying to think of a good example where it would really make a huge difference. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe the question is, are you just looking to eliminate jump pods, right? Is that what you're trying to get at in? Well, yeah. 
it's just where do you draw that line as to what is the right range or distance? Or you could just be Gannon Burr and stand still uh, from 123. Yeah, and drop it in like that. That was that's stupid. It that's really is. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I played a hole last night that was, I think, 110 feet or something like that. And then I turned to my buddy John. I'm like, yeah, Gannon Burr, like, he made this with a standstill, just like launch. And it, that's obviously insane. All right. Uh, Austin says, do a PDGA member vote. Then if most votes say no run up and then make no run up, same for, oh, do a PDGA member vote. Then if most votes say no run up, then make the run up the same for jump putting. I, I mean, this th- that like dips its toes into a whole nother conversation about sh- uh, how big of a rule and a scenario before we put things up for a member vote. And then should that be what's dictating the rules in which we're playing by? And then I just, I feel like that can get to a very slippery slope because in again, circle two, literally the, the, the phrasing did not exist seven, eight years ago. It didn't exist for 30 years in disc golf. No one ever called it C1 or C2 for that matter. It was just a, those terms didn't exist. They've come along because of some stat keeping uh, and the incredible adv- uh, advances of UDISC. I, I don't think we need to be changing rules then based on something that we've just been referring to in a, in a statistical situation. Yeah. And, and it could be very, I guess my point is, and it could be looked upon very differently in five years. And then are we going to change the rules again? Uh, it, it's just such a major rule change. I guess anything can happen. Uh, fewer players are going to run a 50 footer without a step. So the laid up creating score separation disc golf has a higher percentage of putts going in from 30 to 40 feet range. The idea is to reward closer approaches and drives to give longer birdie looks. The uh, obvious play is to lay up. I I'll say there are more, the higher there's a higher percentage of putts going in largely because people have gotten that much better at putting. There's, I forget who said it, maybe in a documentary or something not too long ago, where someone had said, oh, Matty O said it on one of my videos. That's where it was. He said, back in the day, you knew who the good putters were. There were like 10 of us. Mm -hmm. Like, they were the clear-cut best putters. Now, when you could have 15 MPOs for a year, have 90-plus percentage, from C1 and you have you have your own Scoggins and a Missy Gannon and a Heather Young and a number of these players that are just just phenomenal and you know that and we have stats to back it up we have that many more players that are putting that much more emphasis emphasis on being good putters and we have that many more players as a pool so I don't know if it's it hasn't gotten any easier I just think it's been easier to notice and to track and more people are putting more effort into it and I think there's a lot a lot of people who are less scared, and that's exactly what Turlap said last night. There's a lot of players who are aggressive, again, and yeah. whomever, aggressive from 40, 50, 60 yeah. feet because they're not afraid of a 30-foot 30 30 comebacker yeah. because they're so damn good from 30 feet as well. So they're mm. aggressive from even the C2 and, range. And not to harp on baskets, it also comes back to the basket. I think the baskets putting on a Mach seven, a Mach X, a, a newer chain star is way different than than the old Mach threes. 
or the, a Mach 1. Or a Mach 1. But I just even, when you and I use Mach 3s mostly. I mean, yeah. We had a couple. It's just different. It It is different. They putt so much more aggressive because they can because those baskets catch better. Or they catch more. Right? Better is the is a funny term because define what you want better. So the putt can be more aggressive because if you hit it hard, you hit a Mach 3 hard like that, it's probably going through all those chains and coming out the back. That's... And so you can be aggressive, and and it's go, it's going to catch. But as you said, they're also better putters. They're not afraid of twenty foot comebacks like most of us were. Yeah, you know, if you had a twenty foot comeback, you're like, oh gee, that's a knee knocker. These guys, they're virtually tap ins. Uh, speaking of the newest lineups and additions, mm-hmm. an unpaid ad coming at you, and it's not an un- it's not an ad, but I did get an alert. Uh, our friends over at Double G have now, uh, even as the header shows, Double G Snacks, they are offering trail mix and whole mixed dried fruits, uh, adding to their lineup of jerky. This was something that I knew was coming down the pipe. I'm not paid to say this. I just eat the jerky all the time. But I did get a uh, a little email, so I just thought I'd share it with you. You're going to see some more snacks. and other. Obviously, jerky is not necessarily for everybody, and now they're uh, branching out, which I think is a very smart decision on oh. their part. So. Next step. Uh, nothing more than randomly reading my email and thought I'd share that with you. This is an unpaid announcement for Double G Snacks. What isn't unpaid is us. What? If you give oh. us money on patreon.com slash smashbox TV, you can be eligible for our weekly giveaway, which we're about to do here. We have 143 people eligible for our giveaway. As I said in the regular show, you can become eligible, and I saw some people do it, by going to smashbox.tv slash weekly giveaways. We have 143 people eligible, Terry. Oh, wait. Let me go sign up. Hold on. No, you don't get to sign up. I don't give any money, but I can do it that way. Friends and family not included. (laughs) Damn it. Okay. So, with 143 people, we're going to give something away. What and how, Terry, would you like to do this? I think we generate the third number. And however that corresponds with your nifty little spreadsheet, uh, I... I still have, I might have to dig a little deeper. Uh, I still have plenty of goodies, um, some limited edition goodies, in fact, ooh, that came as ooh, part of my ooh. Skyline Classic. And uh, I, I've, I've still got a few of those uh, nice little Frisbees to give away. So maybe we should do some of that. All right, we're going to generate the third number, and we're going to do that. I believe I sorted it by first name today. I think it was pretty simple, but let me verify that either way. First number is 46. Second number is 120. Terry, you're obviously going lower than 120, right? Uh, no, I'm going to go wild. I think it's going to be between 121 and 143. All right. Very slim. Our third and final one is 104. Damn it. You lose Terry Miller. I'm a loser. 104. Let me pull up the spreadsheet, which is right here. And I did sort it by name. 104 is Robert C. Domin. Congratulations, Robert. Robert, I like it. I haven't sent anything to Robert in a while. No, we haven't. I could probably look up the last time we did. Appreciate it, Robert. Thank you so much. We will uh, get some of that sweet Skyline um, limited stuff out to you. I don't know if we've ever sent anything out to Robert. Uh, well, I was just thinking I hadn't recognized the name in quite yeah. some time, if at all, ever. So that's, well, thank how I, you, Robert. that's how I could boastfully say that. Well, thank you, Robert. Say that. I'm I'm very happy that you are what looks to be a first time winner, and you know why he's a first time winner? 
He's one of the people that signs up at Smashbox TV slash weekly giveaways. Oh, Robert. Because it doesn't say. It pays to. Wait. It wait didn't. a minute. <laughs> we say it pays to support, and this guy. Doesn't support, but he still won. I was wondering, because I was like, I don't remember sending anything to him. And, he, and he's not listed as active patron, which means he signed up on the sign-up sheet. So congratulations. See? It pays to pay attention. It pays to pay attention sometimes. Sometimes. Way to go, Robert. I, yeah, the name sounded familiar because he signs up every single week. Ah, there you go. And he finally wins. So congratulations. <laughs> I'm happy for you, Robert. Okay. I like it. Uh, do we have any other topics? I don't know if the board does, but if not, well, this may be a, a little bit on the light side of the after show, which I'd be okay with. I've got 10 hours of driving tomorrow, along with some packing to do. Um, how much time on the road are you going to spend on the phone with your daughter in the not, car? Not as much as normal. I did get some, I, I got a, a handful of phone calls accomplished today, which was great. I had some driving to do today on the way back from this demonstration. So I did get a few things checked off my list today as well. I also stocked a, a gas station up in the area that you and I used to mm-hmm. live, stocked them last night, got them all filled up with not stocked uh, them. No, stocked, no, stocked them up with plastic. I stocked them uh, all up with some uh, fresh new plastic. So that was good. And um, anyway, yeah, made some phone calls today that got some stuff done. Had a great conversation with uh, Matt Rostein over at the PDGA mm-hmm. talking about some of my involvement that uh, you're going to see me at the Pro Masters Worlds. And so exciting. Uh, so I'm really excited about that and to see what we're going to be doing. I'll be part. In part, uh, a, a portion of their media team for the Pro Masters Worlds in Flagstaff. So, so then I have to ask: if you're driving there with Allie, mm. same thing. Tim asks, "What's going to be on the the playlist? Well, is we'll it, be on the playlist. Are, um, are, are are you going to let her choose? I mean, are you, is it going to be like six hours of Taylor Swift? Are you going to find like an audio book for you guys to listen to? Honestly, that's what I was thinking. Is I wouldn't be surprised if we found some form of audiobook and or podcast murder that, mystery that, one <laughs> no something that would that would i'd love for her cuz she doesn't listen to any podcast smashbox tv <laughs> oh, God, no <laughs> no i i was thinking uh, uh if there's something that makes sense from a, a business or an entrepreneurial perspective of like so for instance she's into lightly into flipping items and or purchasing things at a thrift shop and then selling them. So if there was, it's not just about flip life, but if there was something entrepreneurial or customer service or business related, maybe there would be some interest in that, um, that we could listen to. Uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot of conversations along those lines. Uh, she's, she's very much a sponge at this point, which is (laughs) really interesting as to what she's soaking in. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be. I, I did say to her tonight before I came here, I said, make sure you download wherever you want from Netflix or wherever. So, cause she very well for uh, a portion of it is going to tune out entirely, which, you know, yeah, put her head, uh, you know, uh, pull up her phone, listen in with her, with her uh, earbuds. And then, uh, you know, probably just watching consumer own stuff, but I'm sure well, there'll be plenty of conversation and other random stuff. It's going to be interesting because we've never been on this much of a drive together. Uh, When we've gone some longer distances, like to the Rocky Mountain Women's, we had flown out there. So this will be the longest drive time for the two of us. So uh, 
we'll see how that goes. And I'm just thinking this, uh, my family, we're in the middle of making summer vacation plans. We're going to go to Niagara Falls over 4th of July week, um, staying in the U.S. side because none of us, well, some of us don't have our passports up to date. And I was thinking like, what are we going to, you know, that, that that's, that's going to be two or three long days of driving between going to Niagara Falls heading over to Pennsylvania and then coming back into Cleveland, probably for the rock and roll hall of fame and then heading home. That's three days of driving into broken up into different days. And I'm like, what are, what's my family going to listen to? Or do we have a podcast set or anything like that? And I don't know yet, but I'm sure we'll do the same thing and download a bunch of stuff for the kids to watch in the back seat. And my wife will listen to her audio book and I'll probably listen to my podcasts for one day. And then, Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll all have our own thing. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see uh, how that's going to go down. I'm kind of interested. Uh, K-pop for 10 hours now. Uh, Spock says, uh, Terry, do you know if Simon has ever had Spotted Cow? I believe that he has. I think I, he did when he was here. I, yeah, I feel like he did. And I don't I don't think he lost his mind, so to speak, uh, or anything too crazy with it. But I believe he did when he was here. Obviously, that's a staple within Wisconsin. Uh, I did stop. I know I made a quick reference to it earlier. I did stop at Central Waters uh, on my way back tonight uh, from this event. And Central Waters is in central Wisconsin, but uh, it is very, very active with the disc golf community. And they have discs with their with their logo on it. And they've been supporting a local event that Johnny went to a few months ago. Uh, they're just very, very ingrained and in tune with our disc golf community, even though they're, you know, a few miles outside of the main area. And uh, I picked up a couple of Imperial Stouts and some special barrel-aged stuff uh, that I could only pick up there. So uh, I finally stopped in. Uh, that's one of their specialties is some barrel age uh, stouts, and apparently that's not it's not very common in a lot of places. That's what I'm finding more of. So we'll see. Um, <laughs> the Latitude 64 Auto Tune commercial. We listened to that last week. Johnny showed it to me after the after the show. We wrapped after up. the after show. Johnny, we found it. He showed it to me. I, people made it sound like it was a hundred sets of cat nails on on uh being dragged across chalkboards i didn't think it was that bad do i want to listen to it 33 times in a weekend no but i mean people made it sound like it was just literally the worst commercial and worst sound on the planet and i i just very much disagree which again i i don't i I don't believe it was i i had no issue with it so (laughs) so I, I'm not suggesting we're going to download and watch or listen to it, but uh, you think we could do an entire podcast auto tuned, Terry. Let's do it. Yeah, people they, that that people would love. Uh, were there any Rebel Stouts? I don't think so. Um, how many times did you watch it though? We watched it. I think twice. We we went yeah, through it and twice, just... and I watched same as you guys. It just didn't bother me as much as some of the other commercials. Yeah. Uh, Spock says, referring to Spotted Cow, it's an amazing, it's not an amazing beer, but it hits the spot on a hot day in the shade. Yes, it's, it is definitely, like we said, a staple within Wisconsin and in one everyone's very proud to share. And then is maybe part of it is the name that people, it's just very memorable being called Spotted Cow. But I don't know. It's, it's also not up my alley. 
Speaking of Allie, my daughter Allie and I are going to get ready. So we're going to get out of here, Johnny and I. Uh, we're going to thank you guys after show. A little bit of what? Reddit. A little bit of uh, other chit-chat that's going on. Excited. Really, honestly, looking forward to the DDO this weekend. Uh, all exclusively. We didn't even talk about it, but all exclusively at the Country Club. You're going to see Tournament Central taking place there. Ian and Philo and Zoe are going to be on site, uh, which is always exciting anytime you have the booth on site. There still may be some visits to the Bourbon Cowboy. Um, anything and everything is on the table. We'll see how this weekend goes down, but we're and looking forward to it. If for some reason, I know that it is not an uncommon thought, if, if you're not a fan of the Country Club, you can always tune into the Kona Peach Day Open. It'll be on the DGN as well. Paul Macbeth will be there as well as, I think, Yakub. Yakub's there. Yeah, more than, from there. Yeah, more than, more than likely, Yakub will be there as well. And a bunch of others, so. Yeah, you got options. Plenty of Ant- options. Antela is going to be there as well, and Stokely. So in the in the off chance you don't love Silver, KJ Naibo, Blair. Uh, I'm looking for other names that uh, that jump right out at me that I already know. Nate Perkins. Oh, Perks is there. Perks is there. Right. So yeah, yeah. There you go. Yuha. Heck yeah. All right. All right, people, thank you. Sunscreen, yeah, I'll try and find some. Maybe I'll make Allie hold the umbrella or something like that. Uh, Will we only see half of Northwoods black? We don't know what the plan is, but I'm interested to find out that answer myself. So as soon as I know, we'll certainly be reporting back. For Johnny V, I'm the Disc Golf Guy. That's been podcast after show 459. We'll see you next week when you step inside the Smashbox. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.